three simple tips that you can use to become a more effective copywriter. And before I go into that, I really want to explain why that's important. I released a case study a couple of days ago on my profile that was actually the case study of MedSnake Media and how we've been able to grow our brand and generate over 100 million organic content views in less than 16 months. And we haven't used any paid ads. We haven't invested a cent in any paid ads. We haven't really uh, done any of that. So what we've done and how we've been able to generate that type of visibility has been purely through storytelling. And that's the importance of copywriting. Copywriting could really make or break your success on social media. And what I see is that a lot of people are trying to, they're trying to generate and build a community with information and you're not gonna be able to do that. So number one, my first tip is understand the power of emotion. And you have to understand that in order to build a community, you have to get people to relate to you. You have to get people to connect with you, right? We're all connections. But for you to be able to feel like you're connected with me and resonate with me, there has to be an element of emotion. And a lot of the copy that I'm seeing on posts and all that, it's not emotional, it's informational. So number one, understand the power of emotion when trying to build a community. And then from building a community, you're obviously going to convert the traffic that you generate into you know, clients or customers. So number one, use emotion. Number two, use story to generate that emotion. So let me tell you an example of like, you know, what I'm trying to say. So if I tell you, I woke up this morning and I was tired, you know, whatever, you get the picture in your head that I was tired. But if I told you, I really struggled to get out of bed this morning, that's completely different. You, you start to imagine something in your head and then you obviously perceive that, yeah, I was tired, but you know, it brings you into a story and you'll be able to remember that more. So never forget that whoever your target market is, they're people and people are innately, their, their brains are wired to prefer to receive information through story. Whether you realize it or not, you prefer to receive information in story form. That's why, you know, stories are so popular and that's why they do so well. And that's why stories have lasted through, through the ages. So just remember that your target audience prefers to receive information through story. That is statistically, biologically, scientifically proven. So use story to your advantage and don't just make up stories. Use what you have witnessed, use what you've lived through, you know, use your real life experience and then convert that so that you can generate a community. A lot of you are just putting out content and you're so worried about converting, converting, converting that you're forgetting the biggest step between catching somebody's attention and having them convert into a client or customer is making them feel part of a community. You're, you're literally skipping the heart and the core of what your business model should be centered around. 
and it's different for every business, but you're literally, if like I had three steps, it would be to catch somebody's attention. It would be to build them and, you know, have them join your community. And then it would be to convert them. You guys are like completely skipping the heart of what is the center of everything you should be doing. And then you're not getting results. So you're getting frustrated. You're saying social media doesn't work and it does. You just have to learn how to use it appropriately. Shanae, can you use copywriting for personal use? I'm getting attention to you as a person. Yes, you can. You can use copywriting for, for anything. A lot, of, a lot of the copywriting that we produce, I'm not talking about what we've done professionally, all the companies that we work with. I'm talking about stories. I'm talking about how I feel when I go into meetings. I'm talking about how I felt overcoming certain challenges. People are connecting with me, then they go to my profile, then the people that we serve are like, whoa, you're in healthcare, they reach out, we have a conversation, and then we usually work from with them from there. So just look at my content. It's not informational. I'm not throwing marketing statistics at you all day. What I'm doing is I'm building emotional bonds with each and every one of you. I'm building a community. Okay, this is a great question. Akshatha, what would your advice for a person new to copywriting be? That's a great question. So my advice would be to practice. And there's apps where you could track your progress. So there's, a, there's an app called Squibbler and it's free. And you could, you, you could like set writing, um, like let's say you wanna write a thousand words a day, right? it will set like the bar and it will like tell you on the side, like if you've met that, you know what I mean? And then just, you have to test. So you have to see what works. You have to release certain stories of your experience. And then the stories that get the most engagement are obviously stories that people like and can resonate with. So you have to test for at least 90 days straight. And then that's how you start building your brand because you start realizing through the engagement and the metrics, what, the people in your community like the most. So that would be my advice. Number one, practice. Copywriting is not something that's just gonna come to you throughout the day. You have to really set time aside for it. And you have the more you do it, the, the easier it gets. And the more you test and follow the numbers and analytics, the more you understand what people in your community are gonna want. And then you could replicate that and magnify it. So Bemigo, hi Shanae, how can you use, how can you leverage copywriting and selling legal products? That's very easy. I mean, how many people's lives are destroyed because of a lawsuit or, or how many people's lives are destroyed because let's say medical bills. And now, you know, you have a legal product that can help them mitigate those medical bills, that can help them sleep better at night, that can help a mother not cry herself to sleep every morning because you know she has to work three jobs to to pay medical bills that she you know feels she shouldn't even be responsible for or that were were mis um, misaccounted for. Leak. I mean, when people are in legal situations, there's a story behind that. And you don't have to mention people's names or put people's personal information out there, but there's a story behind every single client that comes to you if you're selling a legal product. Even if it's if it's um, selling like, let's say contract solutions, 
Why do people want contracts? Have they been betrayed before? Can people trust the word of mouth in business? You know, there's stories behind all of that. So you can use those stories so that people can resonate and, and understand what your legal product is truly offering people, which is peace of mind, which is um, being able to focus on the things that matter to them the most, such as family and things like that. So you guys, there's stories everywhere. Whatever your product or services, I promise you, you could attach a countless amount of real life stories to it. You just have to realize what the stories are. Can you use copywriting to sell network marketing? Yeah, you can use copywriting to sell anything, I'm telling you. So let's say you're, um, I don't know what your product is, okay? Let's say it's skincare. So I know that a lot of network marketing stuff is skincare. What does a skincare product offer people? It offers people confidence. It offers people the ability to look in the mirror and to say, wow, you're beautiful. It offers people the strength to overcome, you know, that one time in elementary school where somebody bashed them for their acne that has stayed with them forever. Everyone that buys your product wants to look better, but you have to understand why they want to look better. You have to understand where their insecurities lie because there's a story behind that. So again, there's a million stories. You could use them to sell your product. I never know how deep to go with my story. This is a great question. So Kaylin Kelly, I never know how deep to go with my story. I'm getting more and more comfortable sharing it, but I never, I'm never sure how much is too much. I share informational content and try to infuse some story, but how do you know how much is too much? That is a phenomenal question because sometimes, you know, there is a fine art to vulnerability. And I'll repeat that again. There is a very fine art to vulnerability. So I have shared stories about, you know, my cancer survival and what I've learned. I didn't go into detail of like, oh, I was throwing up on chemo and like, because you don't want to, okay. It has to be vulnerable enough where people understand the challenges that you've overcome, but not too vulnerable where you victimize yourself, if that makes any sense. Because think about like a lot of the bashy type of posts, like let's say on platforms like Facebook, let's say someone's going through a divorce, right? They'll bash their, you know, circumstance and they'll bash their ex and stuff. And people don't like that. That's negativity. They're not going to be able they're not gonna wanna engage with that type of content. But what they would be able to resonate with is that, you know, two people tried, you know, two people made mistakes, um, you know, two people have faults. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes you fall out of love, but you pick yourself up and you move on to the next chapter in your life. You know, explain a little bit about what happened and, ounce of vulnerability so that people can really connect, but you don't want to victimize yourself where people are like, yeah, that's like way too negative. So that's a phenomenal question. It is truly the art of vulnerability and the way that you would, again, understand what your community wants is to test. So go, go up to this point, one pose, maybe push a little further in the next, 
see what does better and then adjust from there. What are the don'ts that you avoid when copywriting? So, I mean, the biggest don't that I would avoid is don't like, don't lie, don't make things up. Really, really be genuine and really make it based on your real life experience or things that you witnessed or things that uh, people that you care about in your life have shared with you and do it from there. Because if you like make it like fiction, it's not gonna be as authentic and people are gonna be able to know. They're gonna be able to sense that. It has to come from a place of authenticity and experience. And you know, the way that that happens is when you use your real life experience. Um, love this, this vulnerability is key. I've shared things that I never thought I would share online, but I need to get the point across and relate with people. Absolutely. And that would be like, a third thing I'd say about when you're copywriting, you have to remember you're not copywriting for yourself. You're copywriting for the people that you are here to serve with your service or product. So take yourself out of it. You're going to use your story, but you're going to use your story to empower other people. It's all about service. It's all about giving. It's all about how does somebody feel at the end of reading your copy? Do they feel like they have more strength to face the day? Do they feel more connected with you? Do Or do they feel like you're just selling them your service or product and that you've given them some data? They're going to forget that data. We're inundated with data all the time. They're not going to care. So that's the power of story. At the end of the day, they're going to remember your story. At the end of the week, they're going to remember your story. In fact, we're 22 times more likely to remember a story than information. So that's why if your content marketing strategy now is all about data and facts and stuff, that's great, but it's not going to build the community that you need it to, or it's going to be much harder. It's time. It takes time to somebody for somebody to feel like they, like they trust you and they want to be part of your community. You can't expect to post for one week and expect to build this great community it will take at least 90 days for you to see real momentum. And then if you continue to stay consistent, that momentum will just get faster and faster because it will compound over time. But I always tell people that we work with, it's going to take 90 days to see these results. But the difference between organic content and like paid ads is that people, paid ads get conversions, they do. I'm not saying that we're against paid ads, but I think that paid ads should fill the gaps. Your foundation needs to be organic content marketing and copywriting is the heart of that. So knowing how to become a better copywriter, knowing how to pay attention and recognize the stories that could provide value to, to your audience is truly priceless. It could be the number one most profitable skill and tool that you could leverage for your business. Without copywriting, without stories, we would have never been able to generate 100 million views in 16 months, never. So that's why I'm here to share this with you guys. Do you always have to use images to go along with your story? You don't. Sometimes it's great 
it's great to have a mix, right? So when I say copywriting, I mean like every single word. So the, the copy on top of the videos that I post, right? The copy by itself, the copy with the images, that's all copywriting. So it doesn't have to always be with an image, doesn't have to always be with a video. It could stand alone. In fact, the most viral and most viewed posts that I have had on LinkedIn, I have had posts that have exceeded 10 to 15 million views just on that one post have been copywriting alone without video or images attached. And those posts have also gone viral on other platforms. And, you know, there's agents on here that have picked them up. One yesterday was actually republished on boardpanda.com because you know, one of their agents read the story and was like, could I share this with our community? I said, absolutely. So that's the power of storytelling. It's not just that you're going to, oh, get a bunch of views on LinkedIn and you're going to get clients from that. It's the fact that you're going to build a community and then that's going to open up doors for more opportunity outside of this platform as well. That's the power of that. And the power of story is attention. It, stories make people pause in a world where people, all they do is move. All they do is like, we're constantly doing something. Stories are what will make people stop, watch a video, read an article or listen. It's truly the power of making somebody stop and persuading them to give their time to you. If you just throw data out there, it's gonna go in one ear and out the other. It's not gonna catch their attention. It's not gonna give them a reason for them to give you their most precious asset, which is their time. To aim to use as few words as possible. This is a really good question, Sima Malik. So I would say keep it simpler, but it depends on your style. So I don't use a lot of complicated words when I'm talking, you know, regularly. I write like I'm speaking. That's like the best way I would say. So write like you speak because it's going to be authentic. I keep my sentences short. I keep the spacing, you know, fair for people to read, especially on mobile. But it really just depends. You don't want to, again, you want to value your reader's time. So you don't wanna be superfluous where you're just like making it longer just to make it longer. You wanna catch their attention with a hook, tell the story, deliver the lesson and build that bond. And you wanna do it in as little words as possible. So yeah, that's what I would say. 100% agree, thanks for the stream. I've been looking for a way to overcome the blocks in my social media strategies. I forget copywriting with emotion, William Brown. And a lot of people do. You're not the only one, but there's just so much competition out there, right? When it comes to like trying to build a community on social media. But the thing is, is that you'll find results if you just have the power to be a little bit vulnerable, share your story. People are going to resonate with you. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of people on these platforms that even if you got 100,000 on one of them, 100,000 
loyal followers. I mean, you could build a massive business from that, even 50,000. So all you need to connect with people is emotion. Remember, people buy based on emotion. It's, it's, we love stories. There's, there's a reason why people use stories. There's a reason why companies like Disney are so successful is because they understand how our brains are wired and they understand that literally science has, has proven that our most preferred way of receiving information is story. For a newbie, when do you know it's time to adjust that your story is not relating to people? That's a good question from my, well, you know when you've been consistent for 30, 60, 90 days and your posts are still not getting engagement. There's a reason your posts that don't get engagement are not, they're not appealing to people. People are not stopping liking the posts, commenting. And it's because it's just not catching their attention enough to convince them to do so. So if you're consistent and you're still not getting any type of engagement, then it's time to go back to the drawing board and readjust your strategy. If one does not have a captivating story in the first place, does it follow that your guidance won't help? Everyone has a captivating story. You just have to recognize the story. So, and you have to pay attention to what happens around you. You have to pay attention to, you know, stories that people share with you all day, every day. You know, people call you and let's say they got screamed at by their boss. That's a story. Why, why did your boss scream at you? Oh, I was late to work. Why were you late to work? I was um, not feeling well because I'm going through divorce or I have health complications. Wow, your, your boss didn't ask you before he, you know, reprimanded you, no. I mean, that, that could be built into a story. And that's one of my most successful posts, by the way. So it's just about paying attention. What are people telling you? Be a little bit more inquisitive. If somebody tells you, I had a bad day at work, why? Why, why did you have a bad day at work? Oh, um, you know, management, management is um, replacing people and that the people that they're replacing them with, they're giving them higher pay or, or, you know, more people have just been furloughed and I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job and I made a mistake. Well, why, why did you make a mistake? Oh, well, I wasn't given the training that I should have because of the cost, the, the pay cuts and all that, the budget cuts. I mean, you just have to ask people, you have to just dig a little bit deeper. And that could be a story, you know, like my friend is in fear of losing her job. You know, she walks into work every single day with this fear of being furloughed. And, you know, without her job, she's afraid that her children are not going to have a roof over her head, over their heads. And um, this affects her work productivity. And then, you know, the lesson of that story would be, it's important to check on your employees. It's important to make sure that they feel appreciated at work. That could be one story, just an example. You just have to pay attention to the conversations around you. I promise you, there's stories everywhere. How often should I post on LinkedIn? Is there a magic delete number? There isn't a magic anything, right? But I would say at least if you want to get more momentum, if you want to truly try and see what you could do within 90 days, 
I would say post once a day for 90 days, but really be intentional about it. Follow, you know, go over the first week. What post did the best? A lot of people don't get the results they, they want on social media because they just keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So they're getting no engagement, but they still follow the same strategy to the end. And then they say social media doesn't work. That's not the case. Even if you post for a week, there's going to be one post that does better than the others. And you have to really ask, okay, why did this one post do 10 times better? Even if the other one's got one like, and this one got 10 likes, why did this one do 10 times better? You could even message the 10 people that liked this, this post and people will respond. Be like, hey, why did you like this post? Again, you have to become more inquisitive. You have to ask for feedback. Oh, I like this post because this, this, and this. So then you take that post style that did the best the first week and you follow that style the second week. And then let's say the second week, you average 10 likes a post and one post gets 20 likes. So you take that post and you're like, why did this post do twice as well? And you just build from there. You have to follow the engagement because the engagement is telling you what your audience likes. It's how you'll be able to grow. It's how you'll be able to connect with people and it's how you'll be able to build a community, get more attention and have more people learning about your service, your product, and then be able to generate more business.